0: This is the MMA Takes Podcast. MMA Takes Podcast. With your host Brian Petrie. Petri. Oh. Oh. Took a big drink right before right before the music dropped. Um welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. We got a, we got a good show here, right? Fight of the year candidate. We got to talk about. We'll get to the uh, entire fight card, how Devin and Tim and I uh we how we did how we done did uh, Tim and if you weren't familiar, which you should be for Christ's sakes, uh, Tim and I or Tim and Devin picked against me the old big brain. So we'll see how that ended up for those guys. You know those guys coming at the king, the old kingmaker. Uh, I remember when I first started the uh, MMA Higgs podcast, I wanted it to be called like the Kingmaker. Like one of the bits or one of like the segments I I written down was like I was gonna like once a month or maybe even once a week whenever I was gonna do it. I was going to write down uh, who I thought was going to like be the next like star, like the talent that like this guy is going to be the next, and then like obviously you know the, the king man. I'm going to make him a king or whatever. You know, um, I'm pretty good at spotting talent, but I'm about I'm about 50 right? I get a little excited a little too early, but I am about 50-50. So uh, I'm glad I didn't do that bit. I'm glad I scrapped that. I don't even know if I did it once. I can't remember. But uh <clears throat> welcome to the show. Listen, I gotta start off with something kind of crazy happening today. You know, we always go personal this is therapy for me guys. Okay. I'm gonna bear my soul. No. So I work at a uh, sh- large shipping company and my job, I'm gonna try to keep this brief. Cause it's, you know, it's, it, it's mundane, but it was kind of whatever. So I'm not going to name the name where I work. I've said it before. So there's no m- need for me to say it again. If you forgot, then you forgot We're a large shipping company. My job is a, um, my, I'm a type of driver delivery driver. We do specific packages that need to be off on a certain time. So our first, route our first load our first wave you know have to be off at a certain time then we come back then we get more our per- particular job we don't have set routes we go to different places all the time it's it's a specialty skill we have to do it fast we have to do it quick it's a uh probably the best job at- <laughs> just had it fuck Should i edit that out i might have to go back and edit that out you might not hear that uh it is the best job it's the best job at my place of employment like it takes a while to get uh, and there's a small group of us, whatever. Problem is, is we don't have set trucks. So when we get there, the first thing we do is we go hunting trucks. You know, they have rentals for us. They have, you know, sometimes there's some nice trucks. Sometimes there's shitty trucks. It's, it's the luck of the draw, really. It's really depending on what uh, what's available. So, you know, get there. Same, same, uh, you know, model. You go out, you find keys. Uh, I hopped in the truck today, pulled it down, thought nothing of it. A buddy of mine, we got to work at the same time. He hopped in the truck, basically next to mine, just grabbed the keys and walked down. We're sitting in our little, uh, not office, but sitting in this thing, waiting, you know, we're about 20 minutes before we, we start. And uh, a fellow driver came in and says, Hey, who, who took those, uh, those ones down at the end? And we're, I was like, I did. She goes, Oh, well, the guy who was in it yesterday is in the hospital or had to go to the hospital for coronavirus. What? So I immediately got pissed, um, not because, well, because why, if a guy got sent to the urgent care, and they don't know if he has coronavirus or not, but protocol should be lock that fucking truck down, rope it off, do something, don't park it in the back where anybody can get it and have keys in it. They do this thing called red tag where they put a red tag on the door handle or on the steering wheel. And they take the keys. Typically, none of this was it. So I'm freaking out. Right. And then I get pissed because how they they're just they just lack protocol. Right. I don't care if I get coronavirus. Well, I mean, I care, but I think I'm going to be okay. I care more about the fact that my wife's pregnant. I care more about the fact that my mom is literally like the demographic that could get sick and, you know, and get really, really, you know, possibly die from this illness. So I got really upset so i'm i'm kind of chewing into some people and they're all you know it's all low level supervisors they're all making phone calls to the upper upper wigs they don't know what to do guy held like a safety meeting or whatever trying to like he, he assured us of stuff and all the protocols and yada 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 and all this shit and and me and a, and a couple other people are, are, are questioning this like that's not how this should be you care more about this whatever i got kind of tense i'm like i'm going home i'm quarantined 14 days you're paying me too i'm not fucking dealing with this you're gonna go pay me and i'm gonna go quarantine forever long or at least until that we hear if this guy has it or not right the his test results had not been back yet so they all they told me was to call the cdc the 1-800 number so i fucking called the cdc got a hold of some woman who was basically made me a little panicky she's like oh no you, you go home right now and quarantine immediately quarantine like she was like do you have gloves and mask on i said no good. She's go home. And quarantine. She's fucking where me up. And, uh, so I told that to the people at, at my work and I said, listen, this is what they said. And I can't risk it. My mom, you know, my mom watches my daughter in the morning when, when my wife's got to go to work and our, our jobs overlap. So I can't be picking her up with possibly having this, right. I can't risk it for my mom. And, um, they understood, you know, they were some of the, the higher up guys were, were understandable. So I left, I was like, fuck it. I'm leaving, whatever. I'm not doing this right. Get on the phone with Eric and my wife. And I'm just, I mean, I'm so pissed. Like we're going to the water park Friday. Uh, that's canceled. Cause I'm not going to go to a water park if I potentially have it and, and contaminate the goddamn entire water. And everyone there um and i'm just i'm living i'm walking out I'm, I'm 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 hot like you know we gotta walk i gotta walk through security they're hearing me cussing usually they want to see what's in your bag they want to see what, whatever i walk through on the phone there could just steaming mad they didn't stop me they're like well fuck it that guy i'm sure he's not stealing anything let him go um and then uh another fellow co-worker at my work's like hey just to give you a peace of mind. The truck you were in, the the guy that was sick had nothing to do with your truck. It was a big misunderstanding. It was a new guy who had it yesterday. Only the other truck he was in for two days, because you know he he gets the same truck every day, right? And uh, so he's like, so you can come back to work if you want. So I came back. I went back to work. Fucking, I don't mean you know. I was I was barely out of the driveway. I was already clocked out, and I and I went back to work. But my biggest issue is the way they handled the protocol. I thought it was so unprofessional and uh, unacceptable. Um. You know, it, it it could have got a lot of people sick. And, and I'm hoping that uh, my fellow co-worker who got into the truck and grabbed the keys and shut the door, he was only in it for a matter of uh, you know 20 seconds. Fact remains, though, he could have touched something, could have inhaled something, whatever the case may be. I'm hoping that the other driver, the driver, original driver who got sick, doesn't have it. That's what I'm hoping. And I'm also hoping that if he does have it, that my the the guy who got in the car doesn't have it. And uh, yeah, you know, Ohio's spiking a little bit, especially the county I live in. So, you know, I I I I'm not taking it as a joke, right? I don't love wearing masks, but if if I go to your business, you want me to wear a mask? Wear a fucking mask, whatever. I prefer not to, but uh, you know, I'm washing my hands. I'm doing everything we're saying. I'm not, I'm not afraid of it. I'm not living my life scared. But also, you would expect a a, a, a giant company like with the one I work for to have a little bit better procedure set in place so that was a roller coaster of a day my emotions were all over the place i'm fucking yelling at people i'm snapping at people i left i came back fucking everything was late i was right you know we, we started basically you know our routes usually started a certain time they started two and a half hours later it was a fucking zoo today it was it was it was nuts but hopefully the gentleman that had it that might have had it he'll get his test results back tomorrow friday and uh he, he'll be okay that's what I hope. All right, that's it. That's the only person who my lights just came. So I'm doing a little, not, uh, new, um, lighting setup here. So MMA takes podcasts on YouTube. I posted a video. I didn't share it. I, I didn't uh, tweet it or Instagram it. Cause I'm really bad at that. Completely forgot. I think it might be a little too late now. Anyway. Um, so I, I recorded myself on Saturday on all on all my bets. I recorded all the bets I had, um, Two of them, the Woodson and Wit, bet, which I had a parlay. They both lost. I didn't record that because I was eating, and no one needs to see that. No one needs to see me eating P.F. Chang's. Okay, but uh, and then they died during the camera died during the hooker thing. Uh, I needed a backup uh, battery, which I am now buying. Anyway. Want to I'm gonna put some more videos out. Video content is big for me. I think it's fun, I think it's cool, like a cool visual. Um, I did my lights literally just came before I sat down. So I gotta set those up later tonight and hopefully crank out a video tomorrow or sometime this weekend and do something about fight island, pretty fight island. But before Fight Island, let's get into this weekend, June 27th, last Saturday. Hooker versus Poirier. Amazing fight, right? Usually I go from bottom up. You talk about the main event last. I'm going to go main event first. You have to with this kind of fight. So, Dan Hooker, Dustin Poirier fought an incredible fight back and forth um, for the most part for the first half. And then Hooker kind of gassed or whatever. Super impressed with both guys. More impressed with with Poirier um, because I criminally underrate him all the time. I pick against him for some reason. I just... I don't think he's that good. I don't know what it is in my head, but he's a sharpshooter. He landed like 76% of his punches. He was super deadly accurate. Uh, He's as tough as they come. And uh, mass respect to uh, Dustin Poirier, who I know is not still like – I know his hip's still bothering him. I think he fucked up his ankle. I mean, Dan Hooker's as tough as they come too. Like Dan Hooker's got like a cement head or something. Like that's crazy, those shots he took. But uh, I was more impressed by Poirier. Poirier, I think, won. I thought uh, three, to, three to two. I had Hooker win the first two rounds without a doubt. That second round was awesome. Might not be fight of the year for me just because of, of Dan Hooker gassing in those final three rounds. Third round was okay, but four and five were pretty sloppy. Dan Hooker was completely exhausted trying for takedowns and getting takedowns as well. Um, but those first two rounds were, were fucking blockbusters. So I thought Dan Hooker looked great in the first round. In the second round, I thought they gave him good advice to, to keep distance. He abandoned that and and really pressured Hooker or Poirier, excuse me, laying a knee against the cage, bodywork in the cage. At the end of that round, Hooker, or excuse me, God, I keep doing that. Poirier looked a little bit like he was a little bit in trouble. But uh uh he managed, he managed to fucking he's a dog. I mean, he's a, he's fought everybody. His resume is one of the best in the world. Um, yeah, so that the main event was absolutely fire. I lost money in that fight. I had Hooker big. Uh, he's almost a two to one underdog. I was very confident in him being an underdog. I thought the line was still wide. Um, cause I thought hooker was, was going to be, uh, I didn't think he gassed the way he did. I mean, he gassed hard. I mean, the pace in those first two rounds were crazy, but, uh, I lost that fight, but I did win on the night. So your boy, Brian up five, four on the boys. So two brains, two guys I respect. I respect their picking abilities. I respect their MMA knowledge, Tim and Devin, uh, Basically the they're, they're part of the show, the part of MMA takes. They are MMA takes. And uh it, it feels good. I was I put away I beat him during the prelims. The big fight was Tanner Bozier right? Tanner Bozer really put me over. Obviously, I didn't think Tanner Bozer was gonna knock him out. I do I was pretty confident that he was gonna win because I did bet him. Phil Limbs, I think you know, it's it's a little different kind of a world. He's getting paid a lot of money too. I saw the salaries get 80 grand or something like that. And I know he's a former champion, but pff, he's getting overpaid. Um Unbelievable though, yeah. So I beat I beat the boys, and I want to rub it in. I know they're going to listen to this, and I want to rub it in. I want to talk about how I'm the king. Devin's going to talk about how he won it worthy and all this stuff, and uh, you know, it, it kind of just it kind of just fell the way it fell. You know what I mean? It fell the way it fell for me. Uh, you know, I took it home. Uh, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Best in the business. Okay, best in the business. Best, best mind in the business. You know, I, I know how to pick them. I know how to pick them. Um, yeah, so the main events out of the way, I guess we'll just work our way down, right? I mean Mickey golfers platinum Perry. We're going to have a whole segment on Perry after I, I review the card Uh, listen Mickey galls trash. I mean he is I pick gall just because of the number and I don't really love Mike Perry Matter of fact, I just don't I don't like Mike Perry. I don't love I don't not love I don't love him But I don't like him. Um, but it was our youtube pick of the week Obviously devin and tim were all over Perry. He was a huge favorite, you know, I think he kind of uh you know duped us a little bit with the whole how hard he was training he looked in great shape his, his weight cut probably wasn't that big of a deal he's not the biggest 70 he is, he is he's ripped up but he's not like you know he's he's wide but he's not like tall uh i don't think 170 is that big of a cut for him you know 19 pounds is i think what we discussed i don't know if that was true he had the one corner his girlfriend cornered him you know she's giving her positive advice he knows what he's doing in there mickey gall try to stand up he looked good i think you could possibly give mickey gall that first round i think mike perry stand up looked Awful. I think it did. I think it looked terrible. Grappling looked really good. He looked strong in there. Mickey Gall, someone needs to take away that guy's black belt. I mean, it is. I mean, he was getting his guard just sliced through. Um, It it was an embarrassment, right? His stand-up looked better. His takedown, he was was too weak. Mike Perry, too strong, too athletic on the takedowns. Um, I I really didn't think that was going to happen. I really didn't think Mickey Gall was going to win some of the stand-up exchanges and then just get completely dominant on the ground. I even said on the podcast, I don't think he's a world beater on the ground. I know a lot of people like to promote him as one because he submitted, you know, North Cut and fucking CM Punk. But uh, the fact remains is that he's a very, very weak belt, black belt. There's levels to black belts, and uh, he's clearly a weak one. Sorry, I had this YouTube up, and there's like this thumbnail. Where this guy's like, like he, it says, what does it say? Global Cycling Network. I have no idea why that's on my thing. I don't cycle. Uh, well, I suggest a video, and it says, don't wear underwear on your bike and ride other beginning. And the guy's literally pulling up his bike shorts with underwear it's like the thumbnail i don't want to see this guy's ass get out of my fucking face i'm just gonna exit it out geez sorry yeah so we'll, we'll get the platinum in a minute we'll we'll get we'll go into the uh conversations i've had brendan allen versus uh kyle Dawkins. this is my fight night next right next besides dan hooker Dustin poirier uh this was awesome right i think i'm a brandon allen fan i'm a, I'm a fan of both these guys but brendan allen young guy confident as ever um, took on a tough fight on short notice. Went out there, looked amazing. Took some shots. His ground game's flawless. Dawkins, back and forth stuff. Both guys legit dudes. Um, they both looked alike. Allen got a haircut, so him and Dawkins to me, like you, I couldn't tell them apart, right? But Dawkins, I flirted with uh, a plus two fifty. I thought he had a shot to win, but you know, I doubted Brandon Allen in the past. I think I've picked against him pretty much every time. I think I'm going to start turning into a Brandon Allen guy. I think I, I really like this kid's skills. He really impressed me. He impressed me with his toughness. He's talking about moving up to 205. I mean, he is a big 185er. You know, maybe. I mean, he's fought Anders, who's fought well at 205 uh in the LFA. So maybe. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little more research on Brennan Allen before I I, I really get into him, but he looked really good to me. I thought he looked, and so did docus docus to me earned that fucking shot. He got cut up, he came back and won that third round. Uh whoever judge gave that 30 27 to Brendan Allen should be fired. And then set on fire. That is insane that they even gave that third round to Brennan Allen. That's that's wild. Um, awesome fight, though. I love those kind of fights where it's like they're fucking each other on the feet. It's a little bloody. They go to the ground. They're both escaping submissions, both escaping transitions and everything like that. They both were really, really good on the ground. Brennan Allen just a little bit more technical, uh, a little bit more, more positioning, uh, a little bit stronger, a little bit cleaner with his technique. But Dawkins, a little bit younger. Uh, going to be a stud. Kyle Docus though, that name is like a Duke fucking point guard, right? That's a point guard for Duke. Kyle Docus You know what I mean? The guy just... I could picture it in my head. Fucking... Yeah, Kyle Dawkins went for 23, 11 and 10 or whatever. Like, that's a fucking Duke point guard. Without a doubt. Alright. A little caffeine boost. Next up, Maurice Green versus Jalan Vellante. I took Vellante... They took Mo Green. Um, Vellante was winning this fight, in my opinion, right? First two rounds were close. Second round, I thought he eked out. First, lost the first round. Second round, <coughs> fucking a hell buck or something. Uh, second round, the leg kicks were adding up for Vellante. Hurt Mo Green. Third round, dropped him. Almost finished him. Have no idea how fucking Mo Green stayed in there with those shots. He was eating big, big shots. Then got like a weird uh, Ezekiel arm triangle choke from the bottom. Listen, I mean, I heard a lot of jujitsu experts, which I am not a jujitsu expert. I heard a lot of jujitsu experts. That's hard to say. Say it was a real choke, right? Now, I'm not doubting it wasn't a real choke. I'm just saying John Melante, who looked like fat Rocky, who couldn't put down the cannolis, um, was was gassed. He went for that finish. He blew his wad finishing green and could not. And he couldn't get keep out of that. And Green's a big, strong guy. His cardio looked good. But man, John Vellante, just what what are you doing, man? I, I just don't see that happening to a lot of people. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it was it was a lot of gassing. And it doesn't help that Vellante came in basically 50 pounds overweight. Listen, when Vellante, my voice keeps cracking, I'm going through puberty. When Vellante was going to heavyweight, I was a little excited, right? He's a thick kid, he's got big legs. I know 205 was kind of a, a, a good cut or a bad cut for him, right? Um, he's not the tallest guy in the world, but you know what I mean. He he would fit good in heavyweight if a guy was moving with the heavyweight, but like maybe like 235, 240 max, right? That's what he played at uh Hofstra in college. He played linebacker at 240. 255, and he didn't look like he added an ounce of muscle. It was just his body was really, really bad. His physique was terrible. Um, I think I even said on the podcast, I'm taking Volante unless he comes in at like 260. And um yeah, he came in about 260. He just he, his body and physique looked horrible. He paced himself, he looked slow in there. Um he's good to have the speed advantage at heavyweight. He just he needs to drop some weight. He needs to get I mean, cause he's kind of muscled up at 205. Like you figured, oh, Vellante at heavyweights he could be a monster, he'll be jacked. No, he went the opposite, he got fat. Uh, fat Volante, but yeah, it was, it was a little disappointing, uh, performance. I thought Volante should have had that. That would even sealed it more for me. Cause I have Volante They were on Mo green, but is what it is. I didn't, I didn't bet that fight. It was, it was touchy. I was, it was going to be him or Bozier or hooker when I placed my bets. And, uh, I went with hooker and Bozier and, and avoided, uh, Volante next up, Louis Pena versus Cal- uh, karma worthy. I was on karma. This was a point of contention on the, on the, uh, Pick'em. Devin won at Karma. Tim was adamant on Luis. Uh, It was Tim's lock, Luis Pena. Very back and forth fight. Very close fight. Um, I I haven't seen the judges scorecard who they thought was winning. I thought maybe 1-1 going to the third. Karma Worthy, though, is just a vet. He's strong. He's got that weird like Anthony Johnson type. Like Anthony Johnson doesn't move his feet. When Anthony Johnson punches, he literally plants his feet. and That's where he gets all his power from. Now I'm not obviously I'm not saying Karma Worthy has the power like Anthony Johnson, but when you watch Karma Worthy throw, his feet are planted, right? It's just all fucking just hit, hit power from this guy. Um he landed a some decent amount of shots on, on Luis Pena. I forgot how tall Pena was. I think Tim even mentioned it. Blew by me, 6'3", real long and lanky. Uh, Carman Worthy looked real good. Tacked him out with a guillotine in the third round. Huge, huge win for Carman Worthy. 2-0 in the UFC now. He's been an underdog in two of those fights. Pay this man some respect. Um, give him maybe a banger next time. Let's see him throw down. That's what he wants to do. He's got big power. Uh, he's pretty well-rounded. His cardio is really good. Um, but yeah, I'm, a, I'm starting to become a fan of Carman Worthy for sure. I want to see him get matched up with somebody that's going to... Uh, compete with his skills. I want to see his power versus someone else's power. Off the top of my head at 155, for some reason, no one's coming to my head. Um, but there's a million bangers out there. Give him someone. He doesn't deserve a ranked opponent yet, obviously. But give him someone maybe right, right outside the rankings. Maybe you could maybe even touch top 15. But 155 is so stacked, they're going to find like another power guy out there. And I want to see it. You know, Don Madge. Don Madge. Is Don Madge 45? 55? I think he's... F- That's my guy. I should know that. Don Madge wouldn't be a bad matchup. I love Don Madge. He's a cracker, too. He's well-rounded. Um, he's got to be fucking 55. Why am I... I thought for sure Madge was, was good. Yeah, he's, he's 55. For some reason, I thought he's 45. 45. Um, I thought Madge uh, was going to be on Fight Island. I don't know what South Africa... Um, what their travel restrictions are. I don't know how they're handling coronavirus, but... Don Madge, Karma Worthy, I love it, right? They're both 2 known in the UFC. makes all the sense in the world to me. Uh, both know how to stand up. Both can crack. Both can bang. Karma Worthy, you know, Don Madge, last time out, he got that late replacement kickboxer, and, and Don Madge took him down and and kind of, you know, really used his ground game. I think Karma Worthy going to be tough to take down, tough to hold down. He's strong. Uh, I think Madge maybe has the better technical striking, and Worthy has some some heavy hands. So it'd be interesting. Uh, I think that's a, that's a fight that... Uh, we need to talk about it. That's a fight that we need to talk about. We need to promote, boys. Uh, that just came off the top of my head. But, yeah, I don't know what South Africa's doing. I really thought Madge would be on Fight Island. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's training. I follow him on all social media. He looks fucking in shape. I, I mean, I don't know if he's training, like, with people. Like, again, I don't know how South Africa's doing with everything, but I want to see him soon. All right. Next up, Tanner Bozier versus Philip Lenz unbelievable performance by bozier this guy um came in shape came ripped up if you watch the youtube video i even say in the start of the fight i don't think this fight's gonna you know this is gonna go to decision right because bozier not the most heavy-handed guy in the world he looked ripped he looked in great shape but he moves really well throws really good leg kicks Phillip Linz moves also pretty well they're both about the same size so both in the 230 range um 6'2 ish i think is a little bit taller than bozier but um, on the smaller spectrum of the heavyweight, I, th- that's the sweet spot for heavyweight for me. Like the Cain Velasquez type. Cain Velasquez always came in about 245, in the 240s, always in shape. You know, Steep A's in the 230s, 240s. I think that's the perfect size for heavyweight because you still can move. You're super athletic. Once you get too big and too ballooned up, you know, unless you're a freak, freak athlete, it, it can get hard to, for you to like really move around. Uh, Bozier looked unbelievable. Cracked lens, finished him, awesome knockout. It's a fucking damn shame that Phillip Lins is getting 80k and Tanner Bossier is getting 12 and 12 and then didn't get the knockout bonus because there's so many fucking crazy, uh, crazy fights on the night. But Tanner Bozer's a real, real dude for heavyweight. Him and Mo Green got some beef. Apparently they were gonna fight. They weren't gonna fight. They had some words. They both said something to each other. I think they both called each other out in the post fight or whatever. Something about Fight Island. I you know, I don't know Fight Islands, I think Fight Island's booked. But possibly in August. August, I think they're doing nine events or something like that. Something crazy in August. So maybe, uh, maybe Bozier and McGreen in August. And I, mean, I think Bozier's going to, you know, he'll just he'll just basically do what Volante did, is, is kick and move. And uh, and then just basically, I think he'll pick him apart. Mo Green, that is. All right, next up, you got uh, Sean Woodson versus Julian Rosa. Man, I like Julian Rosa from the Ultimate Fighter. This was a guy who I thought had some decent skills. Now, I don't want to downplay. I was fucking dead wrong in Woodson. I took him as a parlay lost he was my locker night lost um I, I really really was high on this kid after he fought bocniak and after he looked good on the contender series lanky good striking takedown defense looked on point julian arosa is is an entertaining kid right he brings the fight he's got a little bit of a chin problem he puts his hands down so he gets hit a lot but uh i think he has some skill there right this is his third go around the ufc which is just crazy and uh, I thought he looked pretty good in this fight, right? Sean Woodson just did not look good off his back foot. Like Bogniak was really pressing Woodson in their fight, but also really mixing in heavy takedowns. And then when he wasn't taking him down, Woodson would pick him apart. Oroza was just after Woodson and laying in big shots. I mean, Oroza can crack, he's got knockouts on his record. Woodson was taking him well, but he just got so tired and worn down from those, just constantly the backward step. And then he got caught in that fucking Darce. And uh, Julian said, that's his move. Julian says, my dar's fucking death. He ain't getting out of it. Uh, really happy for Julian Rose. I think the guy's an exciting kid. Obviously, he's not going to be a champion. He's not going to be, pro- probably won't crack top 15. But you can put him in there and get some exciting fights. Like, he's an exciting, exciting kid. Um, and I- And he took this fight in like two days' notice against a fucking shark. Against a dude who was a f- minus 500 favorite. Everyone in Vegas, including myself, was really high in this kid. And uh he came out and just put it to him. You know, you gotta love that. I lose money on that. It was just a little small parlay bet with Jason Witt, his teammate, actually. Um, but you know, I I I, and I, I never want to lose money, but if I do, it's because a kid's getting his third shot at his fucking dream and he's you know going out there and performing the way he performed. You know what I mean? That's, that's it was just incredible, you know. I'm happy for Juliana Rosa. Um, a guy, again, from the content, uh, from the Ultimate Fighter, I thought was very good. Um, yeah, so I'm glad he got another shot. Next up, you got uh, Jason Witt versus Kataki Sato. Sato destroyed him, right? Witt, good wrestler. He's like 17 and 6. I took him because he's a huge underdog. I had uh, originally, I had the Ramajan, Ramajanj, uh the guy who um, w- w- was originally supposed to fight Sato. I had him as, as an under in the fight. I just kept Witt as the under. Why not? Thought maybe he could wrestle Sato. Sato had a good base, kept his legs far apart. Witt had no chance to strike, at least in the beginning. Sato, deadly accurate does punches, knocked him out, and uh it was a wrap. It was a good win for Sato. Uh again, I'm not super high in Sato, but it, you know, good win. Big kid. He's bigger than I always think. Whenever he fights, I'm like, man, he's big. Like he's for some reason, I don't know if it's if it's my crazy brain or whatever, but I just I just think he's like a smaller guy, but he's he's a fucking well-built dude for 170. Next up, Kayla Hansen or Kay Hansen versus Junior Fry. Uh I had Hansen here. Uh she's getting a lot of heat because she's like a MAGA girl or Candace Owen girl. Shut the fuck up. Why does people's political alliance matter? Right? You know what I mean? She's not wearing a make a make America great again hat. She's not out there denouncing Black Lives Matter, she's not out there going all crazy. You know what I mean? She's fucking has an opinion. Let her have an opinion. People who support Trump shouldn't get canceled. People who don't support Trump shouldn't get canceled. It's fucking silly that this isn't even a conversation. She's 20 years old. She wore that little tank top thing with the Candace Owens quote or whatever it said, like when she was 18. She came out and apologized. Said, listen, I was young. and, and But it doesn't matter. Who cares who you support and what your political alliance is, right? I don't care. I thought she looked great. I thought she struggling to stand up a little bit, obviously, but uh, being an Eddie Bravo Jiu-Jitsu girl, she got the fight to the ground. Awesome arm bar, Ar- awesome transition to the arm bar. Fry's a former champion. Fry's a roped up, <clears throat> yoked up broad with some fucking shoulders and arms on her. K Hansen look good. Like both these women are clearly atom weights or 105. They, they, they they're not gonna be super competitive at 115. Even if Kay adds some size to her, I think just her frame and her size alone, just her natural size. Might be too small for 115. I hope they add Adam weight. Devin makes a prediction. They get rid of 45 to add Adam weight. I would love it. There's a lot of girls at 115 that would drop down. Uh, Kay Hansen, I think could be a star. I'm deadly attracted to her. She's exactly my type. She is pale. She has tattoos and she is blonde. Uh, I don't give a shit what I don't maybe not agree with her political uh, beliefs, but guess what? I fucking believe with. All my might that I would stick my penis inside of her. And I know that's sexist to say. I'm sorry. I'm a red-blooded male. But, um, yeah, I don't know if she does it for me. And she's a fantastic fighter. She looked great. Uh, first fight of the night was Yussi Zala versus Jordan Griffin. This got me off on the winning track here. I had Zala. Unforgettable fight. Wasn't that great? 29-28. Zala's fight uh, IQ is that of a bag of hammers. All right. That was 30 minutes. We recapped in 30 minutes. I, gotta, you know, I want to keep this kind of short and sweet. So... Uh, let me take a drink of, uh, of, uh, my caffeine here. No free ads. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you what I'm drinking. Cause no free ads. So typically after the fight card, I'm on the East coast. I go to bed, right? I'm a dad. I go to bed early. Um, I think it ended fairly early, maybe 10 or 11. I was up to at least one. Uh, the MMO takes group tat with Devin and Tim. Uh, Tim likes to, um, have a few cocktails, And he likes, I mean, he likes to talk shit regardless, but he likes to have a few cocktails and then it it really gets going. Right. And lately, for some reason, I just been really contrarian. Like I just been disagreeing with these guys. Right. I don't disagree with everything they say. And I'm not doing it just to wind them up. Right. It's just sometimes it's good to have a friendly debate. But these are also things that like I'm not doing it just to fuck with them or troll them. These are things I actually believe. Right. So like when you lead me down a door or open a door of like saying like something like, for example, this is what we're going to talk about. He thinks Mike Perry is like this world class guy. He thinks he should be top 10, top 15. He has a shot at beating everyone in the rankings or whatever the fuck. Uh, I'm not going to read you what he said. He probably doesn't remember what he said. I definitely don't remember what he said, but I strongly disagree with that. Now, listen, I do have a bias against Mike Perry. Um, I don't love the guy. I don't, I don't really love what he represents. Um, I think he's kind of a scumbag you know, and all this stuff. So with that being said, I put, put that aside. If I put my, my handicapper expert hat on, I don't think Mike Perry is world-class, right? I have already admitted that Mike Perry is a lightning rod guy. People, he's entertaining. People love to watch him fight and I will pay to see him fight. But the fact of the matter is he beat Mickey Gall, okay? He was 6-6 six six in the UFC going into that fight, and he is now 7-6 and six in the UFC. So he just broke five hundred. He has lost to anybody worth the shit. His only win and his biggest win is Paul Felder, right? And that's a lightweight who took the fight on short notice, who broke his arm in the fight, and it was a split decision. Perry, uh, Tim and Devin's excuse was, well, he beat Luke. A. Well, technically, he didn't beat Luke. A, A lot of people's opinions are that they beat Luke. A. I rewatched the Perry Felder fight. I give it to Felder. So if you want to go ahead and reward them, like they're doing the Luke A fight, I'm going to go ahead and reward Felder the fucking Perry fight because I was as close as it gets, in my opinion, as well. Mike Perry, he, like I said, he gave him an electric post fight with the taxes or whatever everyone loves him that's tim's guy tim's ride or die tim shits on me all the times so i love him man he shits on me all the times so i love darren till i had to give him back a little bit because i don't think he's that good right if mike perry is that good why do you get slept by jeff neil jeff neil's a 10th or 11th ranked welterweight in the world hasn't lost in the ufc yet but he has losses right i don't see jeff Neal being Probably championship material right now. I got to see a little more of them. No one wants to fight him. He lost to Luque, right? He beat Cowboy Alvera. Fantastic, right? Alvera is the classic journeyman. Lost to Cerrone. Now, my big thing here. Here's my big thing. Mike Perry, when when Darren Till, it always goes back to one of my guys, right? When Darren Till knocked out Cowboy Cerrone, um, Mike Perry yelled at him through the cage. That's a lightweight fight me. You just fought a lightweight, come fight me, right? Like discrediting Till's win. Okay, sure. Donald Cerrone probably fights better at at lightweight, right? Mike Perry fought Donald Cerrone at 170 and lost. Got armbar, got finished. So if Mike Perry's calling out Darren Till for beating a lightweight, but you lost that lightweight. What you know? What does it happen? And not only did you lose that lightweight, you lost that lightweight while you were training one of the best gyms in the world. That they basically kicked you out of. There's a lot of rumors. He wants to go to American Top Team. He wants to go to somewhere in Florida. He's done with that. Uh, that XL Fusion Camp in, in Orlando or whatever. Listen, I wish all the best to him. I just don't think he's going to crack the top 15 or excuse me, top, crack the top five. He might get ranked, right? He might, he might win his next fight against a ranked guy. Does he deserve it? Absolutely not. I think he should fight Kevin Holland. I think he needs another win in there. He lost two in a row. And then he beat Mickey Gall. And you know what I mean? To me, that, that doesn't give you a ranked opponent. Like Tim and Tim wants him to fight Pettis. Sure, that's a name. That could main event. Mike Perry's never made an event before. I don't know if he deserves it coming off a win over Mickey Gall. He does have a name. He is entertaining. I'll give him that. But, again, I don't think he's world-class. I don't think he'll ever be world-class. I mean, he lost to Max Griffin, for crying out loud. He lost to Santiago Uh I mean, he's got a lot of ugly losses on his record. And, you know, so uh, we'll, see w- we'll see what he what he does, right? He hasn't finished that in a long time, too. Everyone's talk about his knockout power. He hasn't finished anybody. Let's see. So he got finished in uh, December 2019 by Jeff Neal. Round one, minute 30 in round one. Jeff Neal head kicked and knocked him out with some punches. He hasn't finished anybody since Alex Reyes. Okay, Dominic Reyes, his little brother, who's a 145-pounder, with a knee in the round one since 2017. That was his last finish against a 45-er. Okay? Let's just put that in perspective. He beat a featherweight. On short notice, that was his last finish in 2017. So let's kind of maybe mute the whole Mike Perry has crazy knockout power um, until he starts knocking on buddy worth a damn, okay? But I will say he's entertaining, but uh, he's not a top 10 talent at all. He'll never sniff. He'll never sniff that fucking title. Another contentious thing that happened is uh, Zabib today. Devin hates Zabib at number two on the rankings. I got the rankings pulled up right here. Um, so Zabib's number two, Max Holloway number one, Volkanovski, the champion. I have no problem with that, right? And here's my thing. Zabib's undefeated, right? Um, he's got a win over Calvin Cater. Regardless if he looked good or not, it's a win. He's got a win over Jeremy Stevens, who's nine. And he's undefeated, right? Brian Ortega's coming off an embarrassing loss to Holloway. He got stopped. Hasn't fought since. He's at three. I think Ortega to drop. Korean Zombie's got some decent wins. I think Devin won at Korean Zombie at two, but Korean Zombie got knocked out by Yair not that long ago, who's sitting at four, or excuse me, sitting at five. So I don't think you can rank a guy who's been knocked out by a guy who wouldn't fight Zabib and lost his job ahead of an undefeated fighter now you can say all you want that he's overrated and all this he needs to prove himself i agree with all that i think he may be a bit of, be a bit overrated i think he maybe needs a definitely needs a, not maybe he needs to prove himself him and yair apparently gonna fight soon in august or whatever i don't know if it's confirmed Tapology doesn't have it up but you know he's looked pretty good i don't know who you would put at two it's definitely not zombie i would drop ortega to like five or six even I'd have Calvin Cater over Ortega, if I'm being honest you. If Calvin knocks out Ige, Calvin moves up to like four, and Ortega's got to drop. If Ortega doesn't fight soon, him and Zombie are apparently going to fight. I don't know what the holdup is at. But that Devin is animate and very, very upset that Zabeep's number two. I went over the rankings. looking at him now. I have no problem with Zabeep being at two. If you're listening to the podcast, comment. Hit me up on Twitter. MMA Takes Podcast, Instagram, whatever. Tell me if you think Zabeep should be number two. Like what like who would be above him right and let's not let's take out all like what you think about him or if he really gassed against calvin cater devin's big big thing is that he hasn't fought five rounds well you know that's fine a lot of you guys haven't fought five rounds either but let's just Let's just wait and see on him a little bit, right? You now, if he beats Yair, he's number five. That means he would beat the five, six, and nine guy. Then he's got to be number two, right? Alexander Volkanovski already said, if I beat Max, that's probably going to be his next fight or the zombie, depending on how the zombie shakes out with Ortega. So there's a, lot, uh, there's a lot there, but I have no problem with him at two. Hit me up if you have a problem with him at two. It's going to be a little question. I wish I had more of a follower because I would following base. So if you're listening to this, follow me. MMA takes podcasts on Twitter because I love doing like little polls and having uh, some conversations. Maybe I do like a separate video of bringing this up. I don't know. I got the lights. It's going to take me a while to set those up, though. Who knows? All right. Um, last two things here. We're running 37 minutes. Not too bad. Paul Felder. This guy's just bothering me. Um, he acts like he's this fucking mega superstar. He's like, oh, I'm benching myself till the right fight comes along. What? You just lost your last fights. And then you barely beat Barboza, which a lot of people thought you lost. Um, what? Like, what? Like what? Like why? You're 17 and five. I think Paul Felder is is an elite 155er. There's no question in my mind. But you got losses, you're two and two in your last four. You lost to Mike Perry, which, again, I think he won. You beat James Vick by decision. You couldn't even finish Vick. You beat Barboza by split, which I thought you lost. And you lost to Dan uh, Hooker, which some people think he won. I scored it for Hooker. So why are you sitting out until the right fight motivates you? Are you a former champion? Are you a former title holder? You got a good one over Charles Oliveira back in 2017, three years ago. Congratulations. But why are you sitting out? Like, after he beat Barbosa, he called for a title shot. You beat James Vick, and you're calling for a title shot. What? Like, you're an announcer. You have a voice. People know you. Your fame is rising. Your followers are rising. You have an outlet because you're becoming more friends with media people. So you're doing more interviews. But for him to say that he's going to sit out, bench himself until the right fight motivates him. Bro, you are kind of a nobody when it comes to the, the, the fighting, right? He, what is he ranked? He's ranked seventh. Diego Ferrara should be ranked higher than Paul Felder. Is on Makachev, if he gets another win, higher than Paul Felder. Thankfully, Charles Oliveira is higher than Paul Felder. I think for a while it was switched. But again, you're benching yourself, but you're a nobody. It's it's the plain and simple. You haven't beaten anybody. You haven't earned the right to be like, you know, I'm going to sit out. Just retire. The division will move on without you, bud, because I know you're not going to take a Drew Dober fight. Too risky. I know you won't fight Gregor Gillespie. I know you won't fight Islam Makachev. I know you won't fight Diego Ferrara. So basically, you're holding out for maybe a rematch with Hooker. Maybe Oliveira rematch, if they give it to you. Connor, Tony, or Dustin. I don't think you're a name. I think you're an exciting fighter. You've, you've gotten... To, uh, It's just one main event, right? Yeah, he didn't make an event. You've gotten one main event, and the only reason you made an event was because it was in New Zealand. Against a New Zealand guy, maybe Australia, whatever. But Paul Felder, you're, you're, you're starting to bother me, bud. You're starting, starting to get on my nerves. All right, that's it. Um, Fight Island's fucking stacked. I'm going to have, obviously, we, the whole month of July, besides this weekend, we're dark this weekend, July 4th, Independence Day. Go light off those fireworks. Go light those bottle rockets out of your asshole. Whatever you guys do, I don't care. Be Americans. Um, Fight Island's stacked, though. It is absolutely stacked. I had the things pulled up here. Um, I just want to talk about the main events. I think I'm going to do a video uh, sometime this week about the main events. But you got Kamar Usman versus Gilbert Burns. Two of the ones stacked. You got three main events on there, right? You got Max and Volkanovsky, which is amazing. You got Burns Usman. Then you got Aldo uh, Jan, which is, in my opinion, a little weak, but I think it's going to be a good fight. Then you got Ege Cater main event. Then you got Whitaker Till. And which one am I forgetting? God damn it, I'm forgetting the the one on the 18th. Till Whitaker's 25th. Cater, Ige's on the 15th. The 18th. Oh, Brian, you son of a bitch. Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. Oh, Benavidez versus Deficit Figueroa. Which, I love that fight. I love that rematch. I'm looking at the card now. I haven't even looked at this card, right? Sergey Spiga versus Carlo Felipe. Heavyweight boys, Davy Ramos versus Armand Katatian? To, 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 Awesome fight, right? Armand is, is a stud. To, to get, God, these fucking names, they're all fucking foreign. Brett Johns versus Montel Jackson is gonna be awesome. Joe Duffy versus Joe Alvarez is gonna be great. Grant Dawson versus Nana Mimi. Khalidius, I'm gonna go blah. blah, 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 blah. And Alexander Pentoja, I just read today. He's the backup for the main event. So he'll slide in if if one of those guys can't fight. Um, Mark Daziz versus Ralph, okay, and the co main event, Jack Her- Hermanson versus Kevin Gasson, banger fight island is awesome i i I had it written down here i don't want to get too much because i said i'm I'm gonna pump out some video content for that um so make sure you subscribe to youtube channel i'm having a lot of fun doing that um I'm, i'm gonna start filming podcasts i'm gonna start putting them up once i get more adjusted to the lighting to the video situation all that stuff but have some videos up now um i would love for you to subscribe it's free subscribe to the podcast as well follow me on all social media all that shit Promote, 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 Brian. I have, I have notes written down here. It says promote, 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 promote. All right, that's it. That's the show. Uh that's that was a lot of fun. I like recapping fights with you. I like talking about upcoming fights. July is gonna be insane. August is gonna be awesome. The contender series is coming back. Your boy's birthday is there. What's up? And then you got all these events, Steep A D C. Um, they've announced some other fights as well, but there's like nine events or something happening in August, which is going to be absolutely bananas. It is such a good time to be MMA fans right now because it's the only sport going right now. I hate when people go and Oh, we have no sports. Uh, no, you have the best sport. Pay respect to the fucking UFC. Pay respect to the man, Dana White. And the company that represents him laying his fucking nuts on the table and getting this done. If you look up what the protocol is for what they're doing in Fight Island, it's absolutely insane. And I think we got to pay a little bit respect to some of these fighters. I know I shit on fighters all the time. But the fact is that Dan Hooker went and fought a fucking war, lost, went back to New Zealand, has to stay two weeks in a hotel, isolated away from his family. So he's he's Okay. And, uh, he's got, there was a picture of him and his little daughter separated by a gate. That kills me. I could not do that. I could not do that. So much respect to these fighters willing to do that. Um, yeah, much respect to the fighters for everything they do, but, but that's, that's incredible. I don't see fucking people in the NBA doing that. Right. They're going to Orlando, to play at Disney world. I bet their family's going with them. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not going to be away from their families that long. All right. That's it. That's the show. And, uh, so you know, subscribe. I, I how many times do I guess I subscribe guys? Just fucking do it! Hey, pal, do me a favor. And get her down off there. What do you say? Woo. I say let her dance. Woo. Come, on. Woo. Woo. Come on, baby. Woo. Hey, pal, we don't want to. Come on, motherfucker, back. Come on. Come on, motherfucker. Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? I'm that yes. Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is tall.